Hey, Domestic Don, Josh Landers in the dungeon yet again, and the hiatus is over, I think. When's the last time I did this shit? I don't even remember. Uh, I don't listen to what I do. I don't like what I do. Nobody else does. So I think the last time I was doing this was probably over a month ago, but I have no idea. I don't even know what I talked about last time. What did I even mention? Did I did I talk about myself? Did I talk shit about my family? Um... Was I self-deprecating, which I, I, I'm assuming people don't like because they everything is so positive. You got to be positive, Josh. You got to be positive. You only have one life to live. You have to be a positive person. If you want to reach higher planes, if you want to achieve your goals, you have to have positive thinking. Um, so I'm sure it was something like that last time, but I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, what's happened since then? That Same shit. Uh, there's a cock that went into space. I don't know if I talked about that. Uh, I've been drinking a lot, then quitting, and then drinking a lot, and then quitting the same cyclical pattern that I've had for the last 20-something years. Uh, I'm a hypochondriac, I've figured out. Obviously, I've been like that for a long time. I'm not one of these uh, woe-is-me hypochondriac or rush to the ER or the urgent care to uh, see if something's wrong with my uh, uh, scrotum. But yeah, I'm a hypochondriac by nature. When I feel something weird in my body, I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's the cancer. Uh, when I uh, feel off a little bit or drowsy, uh, a little bit of malaise or fatigue, I'm like, yep, that's diabetes. It's got to be it. My blood sugar's all over the fucking place. My glucose levels are screwed. Uh, something's going off my liver. I have polyps. Uh, my, my asshole is bleeding, even though it hasn't. Uh, my stool is a little paler than usual. Fucking pale horse rider, uh, Clint Eastwood is coming out my ass, uh, or is that normal? I don't know. I haven't had a normal shit since like 1992. And when you're a kid, I think normal shits are just like that. They're normal. You don't even, you look in the bowl to, uh, um, be proud, right? The, the proud papa, papa of the, of the brown baby you just, uh, uh, gave birth to. I mean, do you guys remember those days? The the luxury of just looking in the toilet and knowing, like, all right, that's a normal-looking shit. And I'm going to be 43 in less than a month. And like I said, I don't remember the last time I had a normal, actual BM. I always hated that fucking phrase. I always hated that acronym. Well, I can't remember the last time I shit normally. Uh, is that is that like you? Is that Or is there something wrong with me? I went to the doctor yesterday. Finally figured out my insurance, I believe, uh, $15 copay. And of course, it only took me about three and a half months since I made the initial appointment to see a doctor. But I can't see an actual doctor. I saw an NP, a nurse practitioner. And no offense against uh, the medical field. No offense against nurse practitioners. But do you get the same level of care when you visit an NP rather than a fucking uh, 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 a regular doctor, a, a GP, a general practitioner. And since we're all in the acronyms, the NP, the GP, the fucking ghetto boys, the GBs, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers contract is all fucked. Or is it good now? I don't know. What about BP, the old blood pressure? I know I've talked about this on this podcast before, but nobody listens. And who gives a shit about my blood pressure anyways? But that's always been a stick in my fucking craw. Uh, is that the crawfish? It's always been something that I, I, I'm worried about ever since I was probably seven, uh, 18, 19 years old, going to the doctor and like, oh, you're, you have high blood pressure. And I've heard that for 20-something years. In that time, I've only been to the doctor a handful of times because the hypochondriac I am, I don't want to go to the doctor. So is that the, is that the reversal? Is that the opposite of a hypochondriac? Someone who doesn't go to the doctor because they're afraid of what the doctor might find or, or see or scan or grope or manipulate? I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm fearful when I go to the doctor, that they're going to find something that I don't want them to find. And of course, everybody says, well, early intervention, uh, early detection. You know, once you find things early, you have a better chance of survival if it's something bad. But I'm kind of the opposite, meaning like I'd rather just say, fucking let it get bad and then I'll figure it out. And then I'm on death's door. That would be better for me because I wouldn't have to think about it. I wouldn't have to worry about it. I wouldn't have to pretend that things are normal when I have some atrocious disease that is killing me. I'd rather be like, all right, stage four, six, 12, whatever the fucking stages are. All right, good. You got a year left. That's good enough. I don't have to try to go through rounds of chemo and, and try to survive for the five to six 
uh, year survival rate for whatever uh, cancerous cells are ravaging my body. Uh, I'd rather just be like, all right, that's it. You're done. Don't need to pack your bags because you don't have no bags to pack. You're going to be in the ground soon. You're going to turn into dust. However, my wife uh, figures out how to, to uh, dispel me uh, in, the, in the afterlife since we haven't fucking talked about that. I don't know what she's going to do. Is she going to bury me? Is she going to burn me? I don't know. Well, she just uh, fucking uh, lump my body in with the compost on, on the weekly uh, uh, fucking uh, sanitation run. Am I just going to go like in Goodfellas, just rolling out of the fucking garbage bin and and just roll into the uh, into the landfill? That doesn't sound bad because it's a cycle of life, isn't it? So if I go to a landfill, seagulls seagulls will have a meal. Uh, crows will eat me, vultures will decompose my body uh, even more so than it is decomposing. They'll, they'll pick the, the scrawny, dewy meat off my bones. Uh, uh, they will, uh, those scavengers, those carry-on eaters, they, they, will, they will be fed. So it's, and then I'll eventually rot. Uh, the worms will get me. The pigeons will shit on me. Uh, again, cycle of life, cycle of life. Uh, but going back to the GP, BP, NP, uh, my blood pressure has always been off, like I said. Uh, I can't remember what the first reading was or when I first learned it was high. Uh, I think I had a panic attack without knowing it was a panic attack when I was 20, 20 years old, something like that. Um, and I went to the hospital straight after that. And I remember them telling me as a young 20-year-old uh, fucking snaggletooth, skinny fucking Jew bag, that I, oh, your blood pressure is a little high. A little high for someone your age, and your heart seems to be pumping harder than it should. And no shit. I was fucking, I was having a panic attack, you cunt. Um, so that's the first time I remember hearing that. And then, of course, that sticks in the back of my brain. Uh, and being the sort of neurotic, paranoid person that I am, uh, it, it, always, it, it stays with me. Every time I go to the doctor, the dentist, whenever I get my blood, uh, blood pressure checked, I'm always a fucking nervous wreck. Even when I go to Rite Aid or CVS and I'm like, oh, I'll check my blood pressure today, I feel the tension. Every time that cuff starts uh, inflating around my large Hulk Hogan-esque fucking bicep, it's just I, I, I get nervous. So yesterday was no different. And I've had a couple of uh, uh, just mental lapses over the last month, I believe. Maybe that's why I needed a break from this shitty podcast and just sort of doing any uh, technological advancements in my life. I just needed a break from it uh, because I was going a little mental, I believe. Uh, it's been a long summer so far. It's been a long year. Uh, not that I'm going to give myself an out for why I feel like this uh, or why I felt like that or w when I have my mental instability, but I'll, I'll blame it on that. How about that? Is it okay to blame things still on, on others? Is it okay to blame things on other uh, on, on things outside of yourself, outside of your own control? Is that still okay? Or does that make me a pussy? Does that make me a pussy to blame other things for my own uh, neurotic tendencies? I don't know anymore. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm triggered. Maybe I'm triggered, right? Maybe something's wrong with me in that way. Anyways, so back to the blood pressure. Uh, yeah, I've had some, like I said, I, I felt like I was drinking too much, which I was. Uh, I visited San Diego, which I'll get into heavily, I think, on this trip. Went to see mostly the in-laws, the couple of people that I still know, family members and friends in San Diego that I got to see. Uh, and of course, I, I'm going to drink on vacation. That's just who I am. We're going to New York City next week, which I'll also touch on today, I believe. And I'm going to drink there. But I knew I was hitting the sauce a little too hard. And then I get into my head, uh-oh, my liver. Something's wrong with my liver. Feeling around in my stomach. I'm looking at these sort of, like I mentioned in the past, these sort of spider veins that might be hereditary. Uh, they could be dietary, or it could be some alcoholic syndrome that I have that because I've been drinking for 25 years. Uh, not steadily drinking for 25 years. I haven't been an alcoholic for 25 years, and I still don't think I'm an alcoholic now, but, you know, it adds up. If I drank fucking three Cokes every single day, three Coca-Cola classics for the last 25 years, I'm sure I'd have some sort of liver complication. And I'm getting older. So, of course, I feel something. I'm like, uh-oh, there's something. Uh, is that a lump? Oh, boy, there's a vein there. Oh, shit, there's some fucking spider angiomas. There's some tingly uh, escas, whatever the fuck they called. Just spider veins. Uh, John Tesh's, what, what do you call those things on your body? I don't know. The doctor told me yesterday. I showed them to him. 
uh, or not the doctor, sorry, excuse me, the nurse practitioner. I showed him that I had some concerns and he said, well, you know, let's just do a blood test. So I'm going tomorrow morning to take a blood test because they didn't tell me not to eat anything before my visit. Of course they didn't. So I'm like, oh, I'm ready for a blood test. He gives me the paperwork. Another nurse comes in. She's like, did you eat this morning? I'm like, yeah, I ate this morning. She's like, well, you shouldn't. Fuck off. So now I have to go back tomorrow, get a quick blood test. I'm sure they'll find something or nothing. I don't know. Or I'm sure they'll be like, well, yeah, you got a little something going on. But I'm 43. I, I've lived a life. And that's not something that I'm ashamed of. Uh, yeah, did I drink too much during that time? Possibly. Uh, most likely. Uh, have I taken care of my body over that time? Yeah, I have. I've worked out. I've tried to eat well. Uh, but again, it's, it's just the beer. It's the beer that gets in the way. So anything that you do for 25 years, you're probably going to get some sort of a, a, a side effect. Uh, some sort of altered uh, uh, point of uh, in your body, right? Something's going to be a little off. If you're fucking doing jumping jacks for 25 years, an hour a day, you're probably going to have fucked up knees, right? If you bang chicks for 25 years without a condom, you're going to have to get your dick on a table, your dick on a slab, and a doctor just to <laughs> squirt that fucking green uh, syphilitic a disease out of your cock hole. That's what's going to happen. It's going to happen. So I'm kind of living with that now. So when I get the blood test, I'm not worried about it. I'll just hear something like, okay, you got a little compromise, something. Because I'm older, it's going to happen. But I don't think I'm dying. But I had those moments where like, I'm dying. I'm sorry, kids. I'm sorry, wife, if she even cares. But I'm sorry that if I do die early, it was my fault. I take the blame. I, I, I don't abuse people. Uh, I, I'm not a mean person. I'm a cunt. I'm an asshole, but I'm not. I try not to be mean to others. I take shopping carts that others don't put away in parking lots, and I bring those shopping carts back to the position they're supposed to be in in the parking lot between those two uh, fucking uh, steel rails, whatever you want to call them. You put them in the shopping cart area. That's what you do. I do things like that. I've helped birds before. I'm the bird whisperer. I've helped many birds who for some reason have fallen. Uh, they're ailing. They've fallen out of a tree. They banged into a, a plate glass window. I don't know. I've helped things before. I'm, I'm, I'm nice to my dog. Uh, I don't cuss my children out much. So, you know, I've lived a life. It's okay. It's okay. But my blood pressure is the thing that always triggers this sort of anxiety when I do visit, like I said, a doctor's office or a dentist's office. And I probably mentioned this last time. I went to the dentist for a couple of months ago for a cleaning, and my blood pressure was fine. 126 over 78. In this day and age, they'll st still say that's high, but I think it's a fucking scam. I think it's a, it's a way for us to get on a lot of different medications. I think it's a, a pharmaceutical play for us to, to be hooked on something. Rather than exercise, rather than getting some uh, mental help, rather than uh, uh, doing some yoga or some meditation, I think they just want us on pills. Uh, so I know when I go to the doctor, it's going to be high. And I tell them, white cunt syndrome, whatever the fuck that's called, white cunt syndrome. That's what I have. Uh, I, I'm not scared of doctors. I just don't like them. I don't trust them. The, the, the sort of bleach white, the, the, the antiseptic smell, the, just the, 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 the fake or the facade of, of, of the elevator music. Uh, what's, the, what's, what's that fucking called? Uh, Be Beethoven, fucking uh, Balls Mraz, Jason Mraz. The fuck's that called? It's uh, elevator music. There's another word for it. I can't think of the name. Uh, Beelzebub. Uh, balls? Balls deep? The fuck, what's it called? Uh, anyways, so you hear that music in there, and they have like kind of faux leather chairs. They try to make it make it look nice, bright, airy. But you know what's in there. It's fucking disease. It's just disease. It's death. It's death coming towards you. Uh, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the idea of death. I'm not okay with sitting in a chair, having a fucking cuff put on, on me with a nurse who I can't see because she has a mask on with lifeless eyes and very little rapport in terms of, uh, of human interaction. The idea of not really uh, making me feel settled within the chair that I'm sitting on. Uh, and say, oh, how you guys, how you doing today? Ah, small talk, not just getting me easy and rested. And that's not their job. I understand that. They're fucking robots. They're heroes. I got it. They're all cyborgs. All right? Like the fucking dude from Alien and or Aliens or Lance Henriksen. Was that the guy in Aliens? What was his name? Lyles? Miles? Luke? Uh, C-3PO? I don't know. I can't remember the name. Anyways, but the, I think they're trained to be lifeless. 
Um, and some are nice. Some 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 nurses can be nice and a little bit more personable. Not this one yesterday. Not this one. So I'm like, all right, got white coat syndrome shipped. Okay, doesn't say a fucking word. Straps the shit on me. I get the I got the cuff around my fucking massive buff Bagwell arm. And it's just like, all right, so what's, it's going to be high. Then I have to ask her, when do you remember having to ask a fucking nurse what your blood pressure is? I have to, what, what was it? I have to ask her, why did she tell me? And she said, oh, it's high. Well, fucking tell me what it was. And she told me it was high. But I always look at the lower number, systolic, diastolic. I can't remember which one it is. But the lower number, I remember when I was 20 years old, the doctor said like, well, the most important one is, is the lower one. Is that true? I don't know. That means how hard your heart is working. The other one, the higher number, is how fast your heart is pumping. You're, you're, if you get nervous, it goes up. If you get riled up, it goes up. If you get excited, you're, you're boning uh, a 300-pound woman who finally decided to take you home with her after, uh, after drink, after drink, after White Claw and Cape Cod and fucking butter rum and, and fucking butter beer and reading her Harry Potter at night and telling her she looks like Hermione, but like the teenage Hermione, the, the Hermione that's all adult an adult who gets hot like in beauty beauty and the beast hermione uh and, and she's good looking and you're like okay you kind of look like if you just lost like 180 pounds you would look exactly like hermione circa like you know that last harry potter book and she, she's like you kind of look like harry potter but you're you you're you're uglier uh you're kind of more like ron weasley but without the red hair, I wish you had like a red crotch hair because that would turn me on because it's something different. And, you know, I'm trying to really urge you. I'm, I'll read you one more chapter and then can I can I just fold your stomach back and, and plow you? And then she says, yes, you may, because you bought me all those peach white claws. And, and I, I thank you for that at that dive bar. And I said, no problem. And then we, we, we have sex and then it, it works out well. Um but and she has perfect blood pressure by the way perfect she's 300 pounds she still likes harry potter she goes to comic con she like buys tickets like a year in advance uh and, and she wears like she, she's obsessed with han solo uh for whatever reason she has a shirt saying hans loves me uh uh or something like that yoda's my dad i don't know so uh, but her blood pressure is immaculate it's like 118 over 67 and she's fucking she's a whale she's a whale but then I go in there and it's high. And so this lifeless uh, nurse says, yeah, of course, it's high. So then the doctor comes in, concerned, it's high. Okay, takes it again, it goes down. And I told him that it's going to go down increment, in increments, incrementally. It's going to go down because I've lived this life. This is me. I know who I am. Just like that fucking dentist years ago who asked me, how do you chew? I said, with my fucking mouth, you dirtbag motherfucker who should never have a license to do any sort of dentistry. How do you chew? Why do you ask your fucking patient that? Of course I have to learn how to chew. I have to live. How do you chew? Fuck you, you fucking old man who was now hopefully dead and rotting at the bottom of the fucking Bay Bridge. I hope that I hope someone murdered that person. I hope someone came in with a monster mouth just like mine, and they stuck some like candy corns in in, in the gaps between their teeth that they lost because this man would not help him because he didn't have good insurance. So he stuck some candy corns in there, and he went in there with a mask on around Halloween, and he just he just fucking he just pumped that asshole up with Novocaine, and he just dumped him off a bridge somewhere. I don't know if it was a Bay Bridge, but hopefully it was a bridge with concrete at the bottom, not a river, not a bay, but like some hard packed and now that person's dead and they're looking up at the sky and be like you know what that one guy he was kind of nice i shouldn't have said how do you eat how do you eat ham sandwiches with teeth like yours um but uh, so the blood pressure high and the doctor talks to me and it was actually the most honest i've ever been i think at the doctor's office um i told him about my family condition as much as i know uh what runs in the family uh, i told him you know of course i've had these issues with drinking in the past I've, i'm talking to a counselor i talked to friends who have also had troubles with drinking in the past and i think i could do it on my own i go cold turkey quite a bit right now i'm nine days sober i've gone three weeks sober i've got a month so you know i i go on these streaks and is it chicken or the egg? We talked about that. And he said, oh, it's not chicken or the egg. It's like, does depression, anxiety cause drinking or does 
his drinking cause depression and anxiety. And he says, it's not chicken and egg, it's the whole cycle. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's good, nurse practitioner, Mr. Uh, Magdalene, or whatever the fuck his last name was, uh, Magpie, uh, Madeline, Madeline, um, uh, is that the fucking Spanish friend? Madeline, isn't that a book? Uh, Matilda, uh, the witch, Matilda the witch, was Bette Mittler in that? Uh, so whatever, you know, he's talking to me about, and I'm open about it. How many drinks a week do you usually have on average? I said, well, I, I, I have to, I have to, uh, vary that, that statistic. It's not the same for me every week. Sometimes I'll have too much this week. Sometimes I'll have none. So how am I supposed to average how many fucking drinks I have a week when I don't have an average a week? Every week is different for me. You fucking nurse, nurse practitioner asshole. Where'd you get your degree? Fucking Phoenix university. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Anyways, concerned about that. He said, do you want to take, uh, uh, are you interested in medication? I said, nope. He said, what do you do? Uh, I said, well, I work out four to five days a week. I do about two hour sessions at the gym, uh, pretty heavy weight training. I do cardio quite a bit. Uh, I do yoga, uh, at least every day in terms of 15 to 20 minute stretches of yoga. Then sometimes I do hour routines. I am practicing with meditation. I ride my bike quite a bit. Uh, I go. I'm an active person. That's what I do. That's what slays my demons. I try to do my best with activity because that's the only thing that can kind of quell what's going on inside of my brain. So obviously, it seems like with me, it's the mental thing that gets me to drink, or it's the boredom, or it's the uh, the, the the lack of, of of skills that I have in life. Uh, to be honest, uh, the the failures that I've gone through in life, the 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 pedestal I try to put myself on and that I have not reached, you know? So there's a lot of things that I've been playing with, uh, internally, right? With that. So of course he, the first thing he said, oh, do you want medication? No, I don't want to make medication for blood pressure. Cause I don't think I have a fucking problem with blood pressure, but of course all they see is what the numbers on the screen, the numbers on the dial, the numbers on the fucking, whatever the blood pressure uh, chart is. All right. And it's not normal. Uh, I was, I'm 5'11, 178.8. So someone who has been around the same weight and gained, you know, maybe 10 pounds of muscle over the last 10 years or so, is that someone who has problems? Is that someone who is diseased? Is that someone who, and someone who is fairly active, well, in my mind, very active compared to a lot of people, does that person have a disease? If I had liver cancer or a tumor somewhere, would I be able to go to the gym two hours a day and work out and have that energy to do so and still come home and be a father and be active with the kids and, and even attempt to have a, a decent relationship with your spouse? Does someone who has a terminal disease, do they do that? Maybe. Or am I just a Viking Jew wired differently? I don't know. But that's why I went to the doctor, just a little bit of concern of certain things. And of course, what we talked about most was blood pressure. So he said, I'll monitor it, get a, a home monitor, which I used to have. But I remember I broke it years ago because I was upset at the readings that were coming in. I'm like, why the fuck is my blood pressure high? I'm at home. I should be fine. I wasn't even married back then. I didn't have any kids. What the fuck is my blood pressure 154 over 90 right now? I'm fucking 22 years old. What the hell's going on, man? I haven't got laid in a long time or even yet. I don't remember when I first got laid. I can't remember. The, the fucking time has gone away from me. My past, I regret. Uh, I regret my past all the time. Why didn't I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I fuck that? Why didn't I fuck that? Why did I eat? Why did I eat that cantaloupe when I was nineteen? That made me sick. Who eats cantaloupe that's left out in the sun for two hours at a picnic? I do. Why did I do that, man? I could have got laid that night, but no, I could have got a hand job at least, at least a fucking hand job, a little strokey stroke. But no, I had to eat that warm cantaloupe that was sitting at the beach, and then the fat, freckle-breasted girl who I can't remember her name. She could have done something to me, and she probably did manipulate me at some point. But I could have got more. I could have remembered it more. I shouldn't have drank drank that like fourth tequiza or that fucking zima that someone handed me that used to be in like 22 ounce bottles a clear bottle zima that tastes like sprite with a little bit of acid in it and i, sh I shouldn't have done it so regret 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 so after my little uh visit and after i get my blood pre uh, my blood uh work uh, uh um material uh the worksheets the fucking uh, uh uh exam i didn't get the exam what do you call it he gave me paperwork, paperwork. So he gave me the blood, blood work paperwork. And then of course, yeah, oh, I had an egg this morning. Oh, come back tomorrow. Didn't have time to do it today. I'll go tomorrow. All right. So what I do 
I needed some deodorant after the doctor visit. You know, the, the anxiety's gone. The pressure's gone. I feel a little bit more relieved that, oh, Josh, you did the right thing. You went to the doctors. Good for you. You have insurance now that you probably pay too much for, and it's not worth it. By the time you die, you're going to go to the doctor like three times, and you'll pay probably $40,000 of, of insurance fees for zilch, for zero, for those three fucking preventative visits that you took because you're a hypochondriac. Uh, but I went to Rite Aid got deodorant. I'm like, ah, I'll check my blood pressure station there. First go round. Nervous. Cuff is inflating. It tries to tell you to the computer saying, calm down. Please, please be calm. It's okay. You're only 42. If your blood pressure is above this, you have cardiac troubles. Uh, so I'm like listening to the computer. Johnny Five is alive. Uh, I, I feel like Steve Gutenberg's going to come and fucking fondle my balls while I'm getting my blood pressure taken. I'm trying to meditate while I'm doing it, while I'm hearing Johnny Five and Steve Gutenberg. Uh, and uh, who else was in that fucking Ali Sheedy? Was she in Short Circuit? I don't know. Uh, but I think I talked about Short Circuit on this podcast before, haven't I? Maybe I'm, 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 I got to watch that movie again. It's probably a piece of shit. Just like Mac and Me. You guys remember that movie? The only thing I remember about Mac and Me is those big fucking wind turbines. I think that was in Mac and Me. Those big wind turbines that we used to see in the desert uh, of California. And now I think they're in the Bay Area, East Bay somewhere. Hercules or the fuck the city is called around there. Because they wanted to name their city Hercules because they thought it was better than what it was called before. Which is fucking shitville that you pay uh, $3,000 in mortgage for. But you're still about 45 minutes from the coastal air. And it's fucking 125 degrees here on, on a daily average. Uh, let's call it Hercules and put fucking wind turbines in your backyard. Um, so... Where was that? Oh, yeah. So I take my blood pressure at Rite Aid. First attempt, still high, but 24 points lower than it was at the doctor. 24 points lower. Then I'm like, all right, wait two minutes, take it again. Take it again, 20 points lower than it was two minutes before. So now my blood pressure at the doctor's was high. Here at Rite Aid, it was 47 points lower. 20 minutes after my doctor's appointment, 47 points lower. So I think it was 135 over 80 or 70, 78, 185 or excuse me, 135 over 78. Let me look at my phone. 135 over 78. And it still says high. All right. That's the lowest I've had in a while. Yeah. Should I get down to 120? Sure. I'm sure if there's any fucking doctors or nurse practitioners, if you know fucking uh, nurse practitioner Magdalene, you, he will say, oh, it's still high. 135 in my mind, like, holy shit, I'm a fucking, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pinnacle of health. Yeah. If I took it again, would it go down to 124? I think so. When I was at the dentist, it was 126 over 74. So I think I have normal fucking blood pressure, except when I'm in this fucking bleach riddled antiseptic fucking environment, then it goes up because I'm a normal individual. I'm a person who has fucking thoughts and those thoughts get too deep in the recesses and the curvatures of my fucking brain, uh, my synapses fire too heavy and hot. And I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else, but I'm kind of saying I am better than you. All right? Because I think about shit. And this is not normal. Being in a sterile environment with a fucking uh, a cuff wrapped around your bicep with a lifeless, fish-eyed, four-foot-seven woman in fucking scrubs looking at you, or not even looking at you, looking at the wall, while you're getting your blood pressure checked and not even giving you the courtesy to tell you what the numbers are. Yes, it's not a normal fucking day. It's not a normal experience, all right? And if you cunts out there, but, well, why do you even worry about it? Why do you? Because you don't fucking have a thought in your brain, all right? You're, you're, you have a humdrum life. You don't think deeper than, than, than what you're having in your fucking uh, Cheerios this morning. You don't think about shit. You don't think about, oh, what, where do the Cheerio come from? Why, do, why are there Cheerios? You know, how do they get bagged? I wonder, I wonder what, what machine makes that box. Why Cheerios? I wonder why they, is Cheerio, did that come from England? Was that an English cereal? Was it a breakfast cereal before, in England before it came to the United States? Why is there a B on Honey Nut Cheerios? I kind of get it, but I don't get it at the same time. You know, those aren't even deep thoughts. Those are just thoughts. But I don't think you think about that at all. You just fucking shove your... You just fucking eat. That's it. You're just, you're, just a, you're just a thing. All right? You're just a thing that consumes. And you go to the doctor's office, and your blood pressure is perfect in terms of whatever they say perfect means anymore. And you go by the charts, 
You look at your fucking your bowel movements and the no, you don't even look at your shits anymore. You know what? Because your shits are perfect. They're perfect, fucking spherical, two and a half or however fucking long a normal shit's supposed to be. You know, you got a you got a nine inch shit. You're with a four inch cock, and you're happy. All right, you're happy. It's like a one wipe shit. You're like, oh, I haven't wiped more than four times in, in my whole lifetime. My your your asshole is clean. It's not hairy. You know, you're just a perfect person. Perfect. But you have no thoughts. You have no brain. All right? You're just going lifeless through life. You're floating like a fucking manatee, like a goddamn sea cow in the fucking sinking state of Florida. That's what you are. And you don't even care that the state is sinking. You don't care that building, a massive building has collapsed and there's still missing cats and infants and shit in that fucking state. You don't care because you don't care about anything. You don't care about your blood pressure because there's no concern. You don't care about where your life is going because you don't have a life. It doesn't matter to you. You don't want any greater goals. you just like, I have a job. I'm happy. That's it. That's all you go for. There's no uh, anxiety. There's no depression. There's no trouble sleeping. Oh, I sleep like a fucking baby. You're one of those people that can sleep on a train, a plane, fucking green eggs and ham on a fucking boat. You can sleep wherever you want, Sam I am. All right? Because you have no soul. All right, you have no creativity, you have no soul. So that was my doctor visit. Um, you know what really is giving me a lot of therapy, though, or what sh- what I should do more of is going to the ocean. Uh, and w- with our San Diego trip that we just took a few weeks ago, I didn't really want to go. I-, I wasn't overly excited with going down to San Diego. How many fucking times have I been to San Diego in my life? I fucking grew up in the goddamn city, uh, not in the city proper, but I grew up in the county for 23 years of my life. More than half of my life so far has been in that place. So why would I want to go again? Why, do, why would I? What's the point? And I've been there a lot since we moved away. Uh, when we lived in Arkansas for three years, over three years, I didn't go to San Diego. I think I went to San Diego once for a wedding. And it was kind of nice when you don't go to a place for a couple of years. And then you go like, oh, okay, now this is, this is a trip. This is kind of a pseudo vacation. Sure, it's your hometown. You have relatives there. You could see people that you know. Sure. But the, now we just went. I'm like, eh, it's a trip. And, and right now I could take, I, I, I'll take whatever. I'll take whatever fucking trip I can get. Anything to get me out of this house. Anything to get me out of this day-by-day uh, familial life that we've been living over the last year and a half. I'll do anything. And I've, I, I'll do that in, in, in normal times, normal circumstances, non-COVID times. I will take whatever trip I can take. Oh, let's go to Nebraska. Fuck yeah, let's go. What's in Nebraska? I don't give a shit. Let's go. Uh, we're going to go down to fucking uh, Corpus Christi. Fuck, sure. I don't give a shit. Let's go to Corpus Christi. I'll see some fat uh, fucking assholes uh, uh, in, uh, slopping around in mud uh, with their fucking Confederate hats and, and, and fucking uh, dildos stuck up their nostrils. I don't know what Corpus Christi is about. Are people dying there? I think there's like some plants uh, uh, that are spewing fucking radiation in the air. I don't know. I don't know what's in Corpus I'll go there. It's fucking East Texas. I don't know. Gulf of Mexico is that where it's at. Don't give a shit. Let's go to fucking Prague. Sounds good. I, whatever. Let's go eat a hot dog in Tijuana. Fuck yeah. Bacon wrapped. It'll, get, it'll kill me. I don't give a fuck. Jack in the box across the border will kill me. Let's go there. Let's go to Jack in the box. Any trip. All right. But this last time, I just wasn't like, eh. I wasn't that excited. My wife really wanted to go. She hasn't seen her family in a while, uh, especially her mom. You know, she hasn't seen her family since COVID happened. Uh, and I get that. Was that, was that loud? COVID. Uh, that sounded loud in my headphones. Uh, but she hasn't, I understood it. I understood why she wanted to go, but I was like, eh, I'll go. Fuck, I don't give a shit. And it, I, I, she could feel it. She could feel I didn't have much uh, interest, uh, much excitement. You know, but of course, I'm like, that's a road trip. Fuck it. It's a road trip. And we went. All right. And it was mostly for her. This was her trip. This was the, this was the, the my visiting the in-laws. All right. I have one relative down in San Diego now. I was able to see her for a day. Uh, I have a, one friend in San Diego. I was able to see him for an afternoon. That was it. And that was later on in the trip. But the first four or five days, it was all about the in-laws. We're staying at the in-laws, which is fine. Uh, I get along with those in-laws. I don't have any... Actually, I have no trouble with the other in-laws whatsoever. I don't have any trouble. But I have my own internal thoughts on them. All right? And, of course, that that, that seeps into my children as well, especially my son. He's already like, oh, here we go. We're going to see the in-laws. And I'm not saying it's a bad family. And they don't listen to this. So I don't, And people are like, oh, Josh, you shouldn't say this. 
Josh, you should not talk about your family on your podcast. Nobody fucking listens. And I know if people do listen, my five listeners, none of them are in that family that are directly related to my wife. I might have uh, uh, someone who is married to a relative in that family that possibly might listen to the podcast. I might have some family members that listen to my po- on my side that listen to it. But you know what? When you have something, you have an outlet like this. You have this sort of therapeutic mindset that uh, why you do the stupid podcast, talking to yourself in the fucking fly riddled garage uh, for an hour at a time. When you do these things, you should be able to tell the truth. You should be able to say whatever the fuck is on your brain and not get in trouble for it. Uh, so if I talk about my family and I talk about my in-laws, that's my thing. If you don't like it, I don't care. All right. Uh, And it's just like anything in life. You should be able to write whatever you want. You should be able to say whatever you want in certain contexts, especially when it's kind of tongue in cheek and especially when you don't actually fully feel it. And people can get that. They can gauge that. It's like a comedian on stage. When they say awful shit, you can tell they don't mean it. And even if they do mean it, you don't know if they mean it because they're making a joke. All right. Uh, and I'm, I'm just tired of that shit. Oh, why do you say that? I even when I started this podcast, someone I mean, uh, you know, someone at your work can listen to this. I'm like, fuck, I don't give a shit. What do you think I'm doing this for? I'm doing this for listeners. And yeah, did people at my work hear it? I think so. The, the job I used to have. Did students of mine hear it? Did they know I had a podcast that said dumb shit on it? Yeah. Did I get in trouble for it? Yes. I did. I got in trouble. Maybe this is repetitive. I don't give a fuck. One time at a job when I was working at a high school, and first, I never got in trouble at college for my writing. Never in college. No one ever said, like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? We need to uh, put him on some some sort of leave, academic leave, whatever. Give him, a, you know, maybe not give him as many classes to teach. Something's wrong with it. He has fucked up uh, brain. He's killing people in these stories. His essays are, are a little bit too truthful, possibly. Nothing at the college level. High school, that's when I started getting some flack. And I know I've mentioned this before. Got called in for a blog I had, uh, for some essays that I wrote where I talk about drinking a beer while strolling my daughter around to the park and watching fucking mothers, stay-at-home mothers or single mothers while I'm a dirtbag sitting on a bench in the middle of a green field. My daughter is like a little slug. She can't really eat, crawl or move yet. She's just on a blanket. And I'm sitting drinking a fucking IPA of some kind probably because I'm pretentious and I have a beard and I'm fucking white. So I'm drinking some sort of IPA. I poured it in a Starbucks mug and I'm sitting there at you know 12 31 o'clock in the afternoon watching this semi-hot fucking fat ass uh, 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 stay-at-home moms grouping together in their own little cohorts of stay-at-home motherhood and they're looking at me and they're side-eyeing me and I could tell they're looking like who the fuck is this creep his daughter's kind of cute so he probably didn't make her so what does his wife look like I'm sure his wife's pretty pretty because this guy's a fucking disaster look at him what is he looking at he's lifeless I can't even tell if he's alive he has glasses on I'm sure he's staring at us I know he could probably smell my twat from here. Uh, he's, you know, 30 yards away, but I, I'm sure he's sniffing the air. He could smell the pheromones. He could smell the leaky fucking, uh, 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 those little tiny dimples uh, uh, on, on the nipples. They're, they're probably leaking milk. I know he can probably smell the, the syrupy uh, sweetness of, of what my uh, what feeds our children. I know he's, con- and I'm just sitting there thinking of grasshoppers. I'm thinking of fucking what Cookie Monster would have been if he was a real person. That's what I'm fucking thinking of on the bench while I'm staring off into the distance and wondering where my life has gone and I pick up my daughter and I give her a kiss and I love her and I put her in the stroller and I say let's go sweetie daddy's got to get another IPA and then I stroll home because I want exercise and I'm a good person I'm a good person uh but uh that I didn't want to go to San Diego is that where I was at uh but we went and we drove and I bet all right I'm gonna take it easy I was kind of having my little mental collapse before San Diego. I was just like, I'm dying. I got liver polyps. My fucking, I got, I got some, something, something hard is, is growing in my fucking anal cavity. Uh, I was just thinking all these things. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die young. I'm not going to make it till 43. I'm a fucking loser. Why didn't I just, why didn't I write a good book? Why couldn't I have sold the book? Why did I, why did I quit? Why did I quit doing that? What, did I, what happened? Why did I quit that job? Why did I get fired from Little Caesars when I was 17? I should have stuck a fucking uh, piece of uh, crazy bread up, up, up that fucking uh, manager's twat, uh, even though it was a man. You know, I should have done a lot more uh, in life. So I had that. I had a little bit of a mental collapse. Then I woke up on Monday, drove down. I'm like, ah, I feel okay. I feel okay. Uh, I drove there. First time in my life on a drive through L.A., I did not have a road beer. I didn't have one single sip of alcohol going through L.A. And that's usually my M.O. 
That's what I do. When we have to drive through LA, I make my wife, I, we pull over, whether we're taking the 101 South or the 5 South, what have you, we usually stop around like Santa Clarita, maybe a little bit north of there, right? Before Six Flags, where the fucking Kardashians are from, Calabasitas or Calaveras or fucking uh, cunt bubble ass Bruce Jenner, Bruce Leeville. Whatever it might be, that's where we stop. All right, I need a road beer. So I'll get a road beer, have a couple of beers through L.A. just to get through it because I can't do it. I can't drive through it. I don't want to drive through it. But today, or that time, this trip, no road beers. She still drove through L.A., but we stopped at a McDonald's. 106 degrees outside in the fucking valley or whatever it was. Walked my dog, hot as shit. We stopped at a McDonald's to piss. And I'm like, you know what? Give me an iced coffee. What the fuck? I'll be one of those people. My wife gets me an iced coffee. I thought at McDonald's they had like $2 iced coffees because I go to McDonald's sometimes and I get a fucking large coffee, two creams, two sugars. And people are like, what are you supporting McDonald's for? It's a fucking discrepancy. Or discrepancy. It's a fucking disastrous company. You know, they, they, they probably enslave Colombians and people in Vietnam to make beans for their coffee uh you know what what horrible organization it is they don't use gmo all their products are gmo they're all fucking shitty meat they treat their animals horrifically it's factory farming blah, blah, blah. it's a fucking coffee all right i'm not spending seven dollars at starbucks so i say to my wife ah, just give me an iced coffee fuck it i'm not drinking it right now she gets me like a seven dollar fucking frappe I didn't want a fucking $7 frappe. I didn't want a fucking whipped cream on it. Uh, I don't want chocolate sauce. I don't want it. I just want a fucking simple, stupid uh, fucking, uh, what do they call them? Iced coffee. Uh, but she comes back with this fucking thing that looks like a root beer float from fucking Ben and Jerry's uh, wet dream. Uh, and I drink it and it's fine. Uh, then we go through LA. We get to San Diego. It's okay. It's fine. Right? We're here. Let's have some fun. We're with people. We're having a couple of drinks the first night, second night, what have you. And the, what I'm looking forward to on this trip, the only light at the end of this San Diego tunnel, not only, but one of the things that I'm, the pinnacle, the one I'm looking for, the fucking Mount Rushmore of this trip, right? Whether it's fucking uh, uh, Roosevelt, fucking Lincoln, Washington, who else, who's the fourth guy on there? Barack Obama, fucking Trump. Who's on the fucking Rushmore? I don't know. Uh, fucking Garfield. Uh, yo, uh, fucking Odie, lasagna, wh- whoever the fourth fucking guy is, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, Epstein, Giselle, Gazelle, uh, fucking, uh, hippopotamus face. Uh, so, uh, all right. I know there's a, like a family reunion in the, of the in-laws and I'm like, all right, this is where the trip is going to make it. This is where the trip is going to make sense. Cause I get to see the shit hit the fan. Uh, there's some issues going on in the family, like all families have, but there's going to be good issues. This is going to be like some fucking slapstick comedy, at least in my mind. There's going to be some, some some really passive aggressive uh, stares and, and, and manipulation and, and underhanded remarks. I'm mean, I'm just wait. I just want to be the wallflower. I'm a fucking goofy looking snaggletooth in law that nobody fucking gives a shit about. Uh, they don't ask about what I'm doing. How's my job? They don't give a fuck about me. They're just like, oh, Josh is here. He's got kids. Oh, it's his wife. Let's, let's fucking t- turn, tune in Tokyo. That's what they do to my wife's tits. That's what her family does. Everybody tunes in Tokyo. They fucking just manipulate and twist nipples when they meet each other. That's how my in-laws uh, greet each other. But not mine. My nipples are small. I, you know, I never understood males who have like quarter-sized nipples, like large nipples I, on a male are creepy. Have I talked about that before? I probably have because I'm a little obsessed with it. But my nipples are small. They can't tune in Tokyo. They have like too long of hairs on them. They're kind of gross. My nipples are gross. It's like a, uh, they look like little catfish eyes on my chest, on my fucking white, veiny, now veiny fucking torso. Um, so, but nothing. All that anticipation, all all that like uh, the fervor, all all the excitement that, that, that I'm talking about it. My son's talking about it. Uh, my nephew through a uh, uh, marriage is talking about it. My my son's cousin, my kid's cousin, he's talking. He's excited. My brother's all we're like, yeah, it's gonna be fucking awesome, man. I could, I just can't fucking wait for nothing. We went to a house. Nothing. There was in-laws. There is the woman who has ruined lives. A couple of women who have fucked up. There's men who have fucked up there. Men who have ruined people's lives. Uh, people who who caused therapy for people. Who still are the, the, these brains still haven't healed over the last thirty-five years over what certain people have done? There, there's family of family that I'm sure they hate each other at their core. Uh, it, it, like the bile is rising, they can barely stomach. You know that warmth, 
that warm oh, it's just like they're they're pushing it down they're like, oh, and I'm just waiting for that boil I'm waiting, waiting for the bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm waiting for the exorcist of fucking vomit to come out alright I'm ready I'm sitting there drinking beer eating chips and salsa I'm like, it's gotta happen now man it's gotta have COVID people are pent up they haven't seen each other they haven't spoken in a year and a half even people who don't have that big of a problem something's gonna happen someone's gonna say the wrong thing uh, nothing zero we went from there a fucking group of in-laws who should be beating each other with their fucking salami arms. Well, one one woman has just like I mean she's a, she's a woman she's a woman. Uh, I think well no one knows who I'm talking about. Doesn't matter. But she's a woman who has who's caused a lot of ruckus uh, in, in the family. And she's not related to anybody, but she's related to someone who's related to them. Uh, if that makes sense, without being without being too vague. But she could have just fuck. I wanted to see her arm just swat, and if it was in slow motion, you just see the. Like the underarm has just like this like recourse, like like when you shoot a gun or the guy who got shot in the stomach, the cannonball, and you see it in slow motion. It's just a. I just wanted to see someone just swat one of those just fucking ham hocks just come down and rain fury upon someone's soul. Nothing. It was the fucking weakest goddamn uh, family reunion I've ever conceived in my brain, ever wanted to attend, and it was it was soft. There's people who have nice, there's people who love each other in families that would have a worse family reunion. Meaning, meaning excitement would happen. Someone would get too drunk. Someone would say the wrong thing, like ah, why'd you marry a Mexican? Oh, nothing, nothing. Right, nothing. Whoa, Jesus Christ! You really let yourself go. Oh, all right. Eating the tacos a little too much. Oh, all right. Eating a little bit too. Much. Is that your second hamburger? All right. He opened another beer. Is that his third beer? Jesus Christ! This guy's an alcoholic. Oh, fuck. We gotta talk to her. I think she, he, she. He's bringing her down. He's look at that kid. Do they really cut his hair like that? What the fuck is wrong with that kid? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Zero. Zero animosity. It was there. I know it was there. And I was seeking it out. I was trying to search everybody's soul. Like, come on. I should have fucking instigated shit. I should have just thrown a random piece of salami or a fucking uh, little, like, a turkey off a fucking uh, pinwheel. I should have thrown a fucking turkey pinwheel, just like, just toss it and turn it away and smack. It would smack someone and be, who the fuck was, what happened? No, if I would have done that, I'd be like, ah, <laughs> we're all together. Ah, COVID. Ah, what a year. Jesus Christ. Oh, nice porch. Ah, I like what you did with the plate. Oh, my God. Is that a new dress? Ah, you look so good in a bikini. No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, and then, yeah, we went to a pool party after that. Nothing. Then we went to a pizza place with 27 people, whatever the fuck it was. Nothing. No bills were uh, disputed. We all ordered separately. It went off smooth. Like an absolutely smooth fucking day. That is not how I envisioned it. That is not what I wanted. That is not. Ex- that is the, the, the. That is the reason I didn't want to go to San Diego because I was gonna be bored. That, but that was the day I was looking for. Yeah, I saw a friend of mine I know since twelve. That was all right. That was fun. Good to see him. I saw my sister. Great to see her. Always great to see her. Go up to her house swimming. An actual relaxing day where we didn't have to traipse around. But that was one thing about San Diego. All right, so that was a fucking debacle. All right. But when we go to the zoo with you know eighteen people, that's not fun. But little, very little, very little interaction in terms of uh, uh, of spite. Even at the zoo, I was I was fucking I was having a miserable time. But luckily, the zoo sells $12 beers now. So me and my brother-in-law get a couple $12 beers. I'm like, this is not bad. I'm, I'm seeing monkeys. I'm seeing giraffes. I'm seeing rhinos and shit. My daughter's having a blast. Of course, yeah, oh, we have to wait for this person. We have to wait for this but But nothing. There was no zero animosity. A little bit. But nothing that I dreamed of. Nothing that I wanted. Nothing that I've written books about. About certain family members. Nothing. Stories uh, upon stories that I have. And I still have to write nothing. And I'm like, am I fa- am I fake? Is this real? Am I living right now? Uh, but it, all said and done, maybe I'm evolving. Maybe life is evolving. Maybe we're all evolving. 
Maybe me not drinking through LA tipped the scale. Maybe there was a fucking solar flare. Maybe the the planets didn't align or did align. I don't know. Uh, whatever happened. Maybe maybe just something happened where it's like, ah, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a smooth trip with zero to go on. Maybe that's why I haven't done a podcast in a month. Because nothing disastrous has happened other than my own mental fucking escape, which I think I make happen because I'm bored. I think I make myself, well, I'm dying. I think, oh, my life sucks. Oh, this is everything bad in life. Uh, hold, uh, ah, damn it. Hold on, pause. All right, I'm back. My lovely, lovely daughter wanted some dessert. Did you hear that yell? Dad! Did you hear that in the background? Just listen. Go back, replay it, and you can hear my lovely eight-year-old daughter go, Dad! Um, yeah, so that was that. Uh, what else? Uh, I guess I'm done with that. The big letdown. That's what I'll call it. The big letdown. The big family reunion letdown. Um, I just want one of those in my life. I want like uh, punches thrown. I want to see shit that I, that, that's, that's on Yahoo of people just recording people like fighting in a pizza parlor or at a park. I just want to see like fists swing. Maybe I'll see that in New York. Maybe I'll see that. Ah, that there we go. There's a good segue. So my family and I are going to New York uh, Monday. We're going to drive down to San Francisco on Sunday, get a hotel, which I've already booked. Then we're going to get a hotel or get a, a, a park our car and then right across from the airport. That's where we're staying on Sunday night because we have a very, very early flight on Monday. So a 7 a.m. flight to New York, fucking straight there, direct flight, no layover, which hasn't happened in a while. I haven't had a non-layover flight in quite a while. So a six-hour flight to New York, and here we go. It's going to be the fucking Landers in Manhattan. Uh, my wife is fucking Miss Piggy, uh, not because not because she's fat, okay? My wife is not fat. She's a very lovely woman. She's, she's in shape. She's keeping up. She's keeping up for a 40, almost 45-year-old woman. She's great. She's fantastic. She's a triathlete. Uh, uh, she's a pinnacle of, of, of health. Uh, but I'm saying Miss Piggy because there's no other women in, in the Muppets. Is there? If I'm going like Muppets in Manhattan theme, is there another female in the Muppets? Did Jim Henson ever get Me Too'd? Because there's one woman, one female character who's who's very crass, who's extremely aggressive, who is kind of a pseudo rapist uh, w- w- for a frog. She's a pedo, not a pedophile. She's a frogophile. She's a fucking toadophile. Uh, and she's, she's homely. She's a homely looking pig. And, you know, she's not good. She's not a good looking pig. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to fuck, uh, uh, fucking what's her name? Uh, not Velma. Well, I'd, I'd bone Velma from Scooby-Doo. Where's the other? Daphne. I'd bone Daphne. You know, I had a thing for fucking, uh, uh, cartoons when I was a kid. Scooby-Doo. I'd, I, I, would, I would lick Scooby-Doo's nutsack. Shaggy too. Why not? He looks fun. Uh, Fred, fuck Fred. He's, he's too, uh, uh, Abercrombie and, Abercrombie and Fitch. But you know, I had those. I had those dreams when I was a kid. Ah, oh, Daphne. I wish I could stay home and just stroke Daphne's red muff all day long. Um, but Miss Piggy, though, it's only one. So my wife would be Miss Piggy by default. I'm like fucking Gonzo because the nose. Uh, but the Gonzo was a pimp, right? Gonzo was a pimp. He got, he got chickens. He got laid. He's Gonzo, man. He had a big fucking eggplant. He's the color of an eggplant. He kind of looks like the eggplant emoji. He's got a hooked nose, so it means he's got a hooked big dick. He's got a big, giant sausage down there. I know it. I know Gonzo's packing heat. Uh, my daughter would be, she can't be Miss Piggy, Beaker. Uh, the dog. What's the dog's name? Animal. She'll be animal. Animal. She'll be the animal. Uh, my son will be. Fucking Fozzie. I don't know who my son would be. Uh, now, he'd be Beaker. Who? I don't give a shit. The scientist. Wasn't there a scientist? Uh, but yeah, we're going to be the Landers in Manhattan. It's going to be a fucking disaster. Uh, we're going to see people shitting in buckets, probably. I've already gearing my kids up. You're going to see some fucking wild beasts that are, that are in human form, most likely. I've been to New York before. Wasn't that bad. That was back eight, nine years ago now. Uh, the subway was fine. But I just don't, we don't know what it's going to be like now with this new Delta variant coming out. Is, are people going to be on edge a little bit more? Are we going to see someone attack an Asian person for no reason? Are we going to see what we see in media constantly of these uh, uh, these screenshots or these uh, uh, cameras, these, these surveillance cameras uh, of people punching people in the back of the head or attacking a, an elderly woman with a baseball bat. I don't know, but let's gear up for it. Uh, we're going to stay in a hotel that looks like the fucking Shining uh, from The Shining. Fucking Jack, Ni- I'll be Jack Nicholson with the fucking axe. I'll be, I'll be chasing uh, olive oil down the fucking hallway. We're going to have twins and red rum and old women in bathtubs and blood baths and blood coming from the walls. It's going to be a great fucking trip. Uh, so we're going there. 
And then we're going to Boston for a few days after that. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great time. So we have that to look forward to. All right. Uh, and where was I going with that? I think that was it. I think I was just talking about that. Right. Uh, and, and planning the trip is always fun. Uh, we got all the hotels so far. Accidentally got a rental car that I thought we can get rid of. My wife did. I'm like, why don't we take a bus or a train into Boston? Why are we taking a rental car? That seems a little too. And the rental car was not cheap. This trip is not cheap. We don't make a lot of money, but I don't give a shit about money anymore. I have a job that I enjoy or like, I can tolerate. I have a boss who doesn't like. Oh, I told him this. I had a Zoom meeting with my boss. First time I've seen him in over a month, probably. And he's, I said, oh, I'm going to New York next week. I don't have to take any time off. I'm going to be working while I'm there. You know, I'll work for a few hours here and there, working. On papers and shit, and he doesn't care. He's like, oh, have fun. So I don't have like I don't have the worry and stress of like oh I gotta get to, I gotta get to work I gotta go to work. And it doesn't pay the best in the world, but it's a job that I, I that I, I'm not gonna quit anytime soon. Uh, and yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We're gonna have fun. And like I said, we're all, we're all paid for. It's all paid up outside of the expenses of the day-to-day expenses. Subways, I'm sure we'll be going to some fucking stupid museums. Uh, we'll be eating food, hopefully really good food. Uh, Jewish deli, got to get that. If they had Viking food, I'll get that too. But you got you to gotta get the Jew side down. Uh, I'm sure we'll eat some street food, pizza, of course, all that. The clam chowder, fucking lobster rolls, which I probably won't like because lobsters are the fucking crickets and the roaches of the sea. I don't understand why they're fucking delicacies. I don't even know if I've ever had a lobster, but they just look atrocious. I like them as species. I like them as animals. I, I don't ever really have a fascination to want to eat one. <coughs> Ugh. But I'll try one. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be doing that and, and showing the kids a good time. But every time I've talked, I've talked to some people. Oh, you're going now. You're going to New York now. Ooh, be careful. Be. And these are people that I don't really know. Uh, they're people that when we just mentioned, ah, what you, ah, we're going to New York. Oh, really? And they give you that look. They give you that look like, oh, why, 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 why? Because I don't want to be to fucking sit at my house and, and, and be lifeless my whole life. I don't want to, I don't want to be on my deathbed when I'm older and be like, ah, I should have taken more chances. I should have taken more risks. And like, I think it was a social distortion song that says you never see a hearse with a luggage rack. You know what that means? A hearse doesn't have a luggage rack because you can't take shit with you. All right, all the stuff you've been working for, the money you've been fucking hoarding away, all the shit and the crap you have in your garage that you don't need, all that stuff is useless. What you do remember and what you take with you to the grave, hopefully, is the experiences that you have. And that's what I'm trying to gain in my life, especially now as a, as a middle-aged man. And that's what I'd like my, t- my kids to gain as well. I didn't have that growing up. I don't think I even fucking sniffed going outside of the state line, maybe to Nevada, Las Vegas for a couple of nights, uh, maybe to Arizona, you know, here and there. But we never went anywhere as a kid in terms of big trips. I went on my first airplane when I was fucking 23 years old, I think. Uh, 23. So I've only had less than 20 years of traveling in my in my back pocket. And since then, we've been doing it at a pretty good clip, going overseas a handful of times, taking the kids already a couple of times on pretty big overseas trips, uh, going to different states, visiting different parks, uh, and it's just experiences. That's it. So I'm going to live by that mentality now, whether I'm dying or not, whether I have a fucking liver polyp, liver, whether my fucking uh, small intestines tied up into a fucking pretzel knot, uh, whether I drink too much fucking beer, whether I don't drink beer at all. Maybe I'll t- start doing meth and heroin. I don't know. Who gives a shit? It's life. You've got to live life. And like I said, you don't take shit with you, no matter how much money you have. And money, again, is not my issue. I don't care. I don't care about money. I never have. I never will. It's there to spend. But, I, of course, you worry about it. And my wife worries about it. And, you know, there's expenses that pop up. and like, fuck, how are we going to pay for that? But right now, I'm in the mindset I'm going on a trip in four days. I don't give a shit. I have money in my savings account. I'll take money out of there if I need to because that's what it's there for. The savings is for trips in my mind. The savings or for things that pop up that you didn't plan for, of course. But right now I'm going to use some, but I have money. I get paid. Uh, You know, I'm just going to use, fuck it, live your life. Live it. That's where I'm going to. Carpe motherfucking DM. But I need to get that in my mindset more so on a daily basis. All right. That said, now that we're planning, we're planning, we've been planning the trip for quite a bit, quite a while. We got all the hotels, Got the stupid rental car that we don't need and we probably won't use much once we're in Boston. Uh, and we got all those, that, that thing mapped out. What we don't have mapped out yet is the, I, the, final, the final plans, right? Who is going to watch our dog? We think we know. 
this goes back to the sort of in-laws here. Who's going to walk, walk, uh, watch our uh, dog, our chickens, our fucking hamster? You know, I think we have someone coming, but I don't know. And this is what irks me sometimes about marriage in general. And, you know, I, I, I lately in life, last, probably over the last five, six, seven years, something like that, I don't, care. I don't, I don't mind asking people for shit. I don't mind kind of maybe, eh, did I go overboard? Did I, did I not draw the line uh, tight enough here? Whatever the fuck, whatever the saying is. Did I, did I cross the threshold a little? T- like, I just, we're staying, can we stay with you? I, I don't know you that well. Uh, our house is on fire. The the town is burning. We need a place to stay. Can we stay? With- I, I don't, I don't mind asking people that I barely know if we could stay. Cousins that I haven't seen in 30 years. I don't mind asking like, ah, yeah. Little elbow, little, little fucking little elbow in the ribs. Hey, we're visiting. Boston's expensive. Uh, you know, can we stay there? Uh, never really did that, but it was offered. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. See, I knew it was going to be offered. Who's not good at that, though? It's the person I am spending my life with. She's not good at that. And I just want to have her be like, can you just fucking ask them straight to their face? Are they coming? What time are they coming? When are they going to be? Well, I, I don't, she said she's going to be here. I, I, I don't want to bother. I don't. It's your fucking relative. If you can't bother your relatives, who the fuck are you going to borrow, bother? I don't know. I don't get it. And another thing I know that's going to get me, I'm just going to, all right, Zen, Josh, Zen, is going to be the packing. I know that. And I think there's a weird thing in life that women are better planners and better packers than men. That is not my life. And I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe that's a media thing. Maybe because all these fucking stupid shows like Wedding Plans and uh, fucking Bridezillas and fucking a Godzilla and King Kong sucking each other off in the middle of the fucking desert or the ocean or the trenches or whatever the fuck that stupid movie is. That's a god-awful movie probably. And I like those fucking characters. They ruined it. They fucking ruined Godzilla. My fucking... Sh- Godzilla was the, the shit when I was a kid. I love Godzilla. Uh, but, you know... it. it they show like women are better planners. I think uh, they they look to the future more. Uh, they know they know how to put things into order. You know they're, they're like the Tetris minds. They're the Type A type of thing, maybe which might be true, but in my reality, that is not true whatsoever. Uh, the planning I'm not great at because I don't like to plan. I don't want to plan. And the plans that we usually make, I'm like, yeah, we got to get that over with. All right, art museum. Eh, and I, art is great. I, I don't, I, I don't mind art whatsoever. Art museums, on the other hand, is this bad to say as, a, as an artist? Is this bad to say as a creative person, as a, someone who writes? I don't like fucking, I don't like museums. I don't like museums. We gotta go to the Guggenheim. We gotta Guggenheim. We gotta go to the MoMA. Where the f- mimosa? Where the fuck? Do they have mimosas there? If they gave you fucking free mimosas to look at a fucking wall that is painted black, and we're trying to see some sort of artistic integrity in there, I might go. But just to pay twenty-seven dollars a head to get into this fucking place to see a sculpture of a fucking pussy up close with a clitoris as a like a gumball clitoris that is supposed to be art. I don't know if I could, I don't like it. It doesn't, I don't like museums that much. I went to the Chicago uh, Art Institute, or whatever the fuck it's called, Museum, Chicago Museum. That was all right. I spent maybe an hour there. I'm, like, right, I'm going to go get a beer. I'm going to fucking Goose Island Brewing Company. I want to see Wrigley Field. All right. I'll go to the museum for an hour, then I'll hit other shit. That's fine. We'll do that. But I don't need to plan a trip around it. But that's the plan we're going for. All right. But I know pre plan, pre uh, trip, I'm going to pack the bags. I'm anal about it. I like anal. I, I want I want to fucking spike right up that fucking smash spider uh, with my loose fucking stools. Maybe they'll give me normal shits. Maybe they'll make my shits normal again, like a nice fucking encased wrapped uh, fucking sausage uh, that'll come out of my asshole. It'll probably come out of my dick hole if you shove an ice pick up my ass. Uh, but I'm anal about packing, and I'm saying we're bringing one big bag that we have to check in. And I have a big rugby duffel bag that should easily be able to house clothes for 10 days for four people. If we have to wear dirty clothes, meaning shorts, uh, uh, pants, shirts, sure. Uh, we, we're going to bring four backpacks so we can stuff that shit with underwear, socks, unmentionables, right? But I know I'm going to pack because my wife packs like shit. She just throws shit in there. And we went to it on a trip for like seven days. And I'm like, really? This is two people's worth of clothes in one bag? It was packed. Speaking of fucking sausage and having that visual, it was packed like a giant elephant dick. It's just like a big swollen 
mound of clothes and that was for two people i'm like there's no way you have a specific i have a specific way to fold manipulate roll oil fucking splooge on i'm gonna get everybody's clothes in that bag so fucking well that we're gonna have 10 days worth of clothes in one bag for four people one check-in one 35 dollar fee whatever the fuck it is now that's it everybody else has a carry-on backpack we're going to put shit in there. It's going to be lovely. It's going to be fun. All right? <sighs> Last point. I'll make this one a little bit longer. Um, lately, since I haven't podcasted in quite a while, I've been doing a lot of yard work. So I've been going to the, hitting the gym very heavily. Uh, I do a lot of these stupid fucking 30-second reels on Domestic Dawn. So go to Instagram, Domestic Dawn, uh, Instagram, uh, at Domestic Dawn on Twitter, you fucking assholes who never, ever fucking uh, message me, never post anything about, never say how fucking great I am. The free entertainment that you fucking shitheads get, I never get one accolade from uh, any of you. It's not, I guess some people, oh, nice pod, but, but I know you. If any of my five listeners out there, if there's any fucking twat in, in fucking uh, uh, Bermuda right now listening to me, can you just say that? Ah, good podcast. I'll give you a couple bucks. I got to set up a Patreon. So maybe if I get seven bucks a year, this will be fucking worth it. Because right now it's just not. All right? It's not fucking worth it. So I've been doing that. But I do know a lot of yard work. So in between workouts, I'll go two, three days in a row, two, uh, two hours each day. Uh, uh, and then I'll be, all right, I'm taking a day off, but my day off has been consisting of yard work. And right now we're ripping up our fucking drought, uh, fucking dry grass, quote unquote, air quote grass. It's just a dry, shitty looking lawn in a shitty suburb in a shitty city with a shitty fucking mortgage rate. And it's just dry lawn. And it's not a big lawn either. It's just a small little patch in front of our stupid house. Uh, and, and I, I'm ripping it up. I'm going to fucking rip it up. So I, I, I bought a hoe. A garden hoe, which I love the name of. Uh, I, I have shell- so uh, I just took a lot of work to get these two patches so far cleared of any dry grass, and it's a pain in the dick to get sawed up. If you guys have ever ripped sod up, it's not easy. It's not fun. And I'm out there breaking my back, ripping up the sod, cleaning up the dirt, getting the rocks out, and then laying cardboard down, wetting that said cardboard to make a fucking a a a, a barrier for the weeds because it's eco-friendly instead of buying this fucking uh, uh, shitty uh, uh, parchment quills uh, fucking uh, sheepskin uh, leather leather face masks what what the fuck's it called uh, uh, sheeting plastic sheeting weed barrier what the fuck it is instead of buying that shit at fucking home depot for 60 bucks for a roll i just got cardboard fuck it i'll get free cardboard break it up put it on the ground supposed to be a very convenient eco-friendly weed blocker it turns into mulch eventually especially when you do what wet it and then put wood chips on top so i put wood chips on top of that and now these two sections of the fucking house look great <coughs> it looks great, but I'm the talk of the fucking suburbs. Everybody's going down. Oh, what are you doing here? Oh, what's going on here? That's what the shitty part about living around people is they see you. So instead of fucking domestic Don, I'm fucking landscaping Don fucking Juan, Don Julio. Uh, and that's not a racist thing. All right. That's not racist. But uh, I think I got a little Mexican in me. I got a little uh, of that of that uh, work mentality. Is that is that racist? Is that bigots? Is that anti-feminist? Is that uh, wrong? Uh, so I'm, you know, they're seeing me. They're hey, Don Juan, be hola. Uh, you know, I'm the fucking neighborhood white Jesus, a neighborhood white Jesus. Uh, but you know, it's when people pass by. Well, what's he doing? Why is he ripping up his lawn? He doesn't want green lawn. They don't. Want, they don't want their lawn. That's why we're doing it. We don't need. We have no fucking water. So why have a lawn if you have no water? So I'm doing God's work here. I'm doing Jesus's work here. All right. And people, oh, well, I just, why don't you pay someone? It'd be like 500 bucks to do this shit. I get exercise out of it. I get a hurt back out of it. I get a fucking shitty uh, uh, pat on my ego about it. I'm like, yeah, look, I can do it. I can YouTube a video just like anybody else. And I can fantasize about what kind of world I live in with in-law fights, fucking thrown fisticuffs at a family, family reunion. A nice piece of pizza that I could fold in half with my Miss Piggy family. And I just will just live with my liver damage, the, the oncoming cirrhosis and my spider angiomas that are growing on my chest and my face. And I'll just live life to its fullest because, like I said, a hearse ain't got no luggage rack. There ain't no luggage rack on a hearse. You don't take shit with you when you're gone. So live your life. Fuck Delta Variant. Go Delta Airlines. That's where we're going on our trip to. That's what we're taking on our trip. 
Hopefully my TV works in the, in the headrest. Hopefully we don't hit a lot of turbulence. I just bought a bunch of little mini bottles of booze that I'm going to sneak in and pour into a simply orange orange juice container before I get on my 7 a.m. flight. It'll be nice and buzzed 36,000 feet in the air while I'm looking and waiting to diddle and finger the Miss Statue of Liberty. Talk to you guys after New York. West Coast rules. East Coast sucks. Biggie, Tupac. They're both good rappers. Bye.